Blog Talk Radio. Divine all blessed greetings and salutations. It is another edition of Revolutionary Come back home. 
Are you living your best life? 
And what indeed is living your best life? Are we utilizing the measures as um, VP suggested, uh, the car, the house, the property, the land, um, the hair and makeup, the the material gadgets um, that pop culture says represents the best life? When we see hashtag best life in Instagram, hashtag best life in, in TikTok, uh, often it's associated with a look, a location, as, as they say, people, places, and things. So indeed, when you explore the question, when you ask yourself, are you living your best life? Are you clear that you are basing that on the awareness, the self-awareness of your ability to create and recreate a reality that mirrors your best interest. As I've said yesterday and in podcasts in the last 48 hours, it's more than what we say. It's, it's, it's all about what we do. It's all about our demonstration. We learn to walk Christian and talk Christian and look a certain way, but it's that inner heart right? It's that inner activity, right? That ultimately comes forward in some outward demonstration. Are you living your best life? Are you looking at your calendar, your Zodiac calendar in all of its houses, love and relationship, career, education, finances, how you earn your living? Most certainly, but personal life path choices, health and wellness, spirituality and religion. Are you indeed living your best life in all the houses of your sign, in all the areas of who you be? In that magical book, the Christ says, in my house are many mansions. In my house are many mansions. Are those rooms clean? Are they full of your dark matter, your dark energy? How many people do we know in the public eye? Oh, May, Bobby, and uh, Bobby and Whitney, baby Bobby and Whitney, rest in heaven. But but how many people could we identify with our physical eyes as living their best life? They had everything, had access to everything, material. But what about personal, spiritual, mental, health, wellness? Are we indeed living our best lives? And is our best life something that we do in front of the camera? Is it something that we do, you know, for, for the for TikTok life? Or indeed, is it something that we live, operating 24 hours a day? Let's keep it real. Let's get 100. Backgrounds, easy to do. Easy to do. Sequencing and beating that bitch by hand is not easy to do. (laughs) Okay? Okay. Um, But 
creating a background, throwing up a background, creating a virtual reality, very easy to do. Very easy to do. You all have seen more of my space than many of your social media counterparts, especially your talking heads, who are often only in front of a blue screen, who are often only in, in one spot, in one location, in their virtual social media footprint and demonstration. <clears throat> Yet you buy into who you believe they are. Beloved Samuel, may he rest in heaven. In spite of all his shady, unhealthy, unhelpful comments about women, particularly black women. But did you know that they have a GoFundMe to bury him? Did you know that? Did you know that? But but we view him as living his best life. He said he was. Did he not? He looked like he was. Did he not? Oh, and my goodness, Vicky, Vicky White, uh, <laughs> Vicky White. <laughs> I posted something a little earlier today. Uh, people are asking, how does a woman of her statue? Let's get the elephant out of the room first. She's white, female. We 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 assume entitled. We assume. A little bit more comfortable in this world than than many of us. We we assume, you know, she has all the right things in place for her. They said she was dedicated and committed to her job. I don't know what happened to my notes, but I seem to be doing fine without them. Uh, she seemed to have been dedicated to her job and and her community. Uh, she found her her work environment exciting. At the prison, okay. <laughs> but people say, how does she just now run off with with a felon, with with a convict? You know, how does that happen? You know, apparently you've never been in love with a thug before. Now we could easily unpack that, and and that could take a show hour unto itself. You know, being in love with a thug. What is about? What is that? And what is that about? Uh, we've heard stories of you know pen palling, you know inmates and you know sending them resources and and developing relationships. And, and let's be clear, I have relationship with many imprisoned individuals. We have a, a a lively prison ministry at the House of the Divine Prince, uh, but I've never been convinced to commit a crime. I've never been convinced to go on the run. Uh, and I certainly have never felt, you know, that it was worth throwing my life away, you know, for love in any form. Uh, it's real easy to judge her and say, oh, girl, you you know, you fell in love with, with a felon. It's no different. No different. Many of you have fallen in love with foolishness to receive more foolishness, you know, and so love does things you know, to the mind, to the body, to the spirit. We we might have to examine who she was in her background, how she saw love demonstrated. But indeed, many, 72 hours before that escape, would have said she was living her best life. She seemed great. She seemed, you know, happy. She seemed committed to her work. Certainly she was committed to her work. 
the guy, what's his name? Uh, the, the, the guy who uh, she did all of this for? Because um, I've lost my notes, y'all, so help me. Help me, help me, help me. I don't know what happened to my document, but um, I'm sure it won't be hard for me to to conjure it up. Uh, Vicky White and uh, Casey White. Casey White, yeah. So, you know, they say Casey, Casey White is, you know, six and, and nine. Six and, and, nine, and nine inches. <laughs> six foot and nine inches, okay? Um, tall. <laughs> Let me be clear. <laughs> Let me be clear. Uh, he's six foot nine in prison. Uh, a reasonable age. Um, I, I've seen pictures. Healthy. Uh, absolutely spent his time working out and, and doing some push-ups. So I could see her being enamored, perhaps. Perhaps. You know, people are human. You know, we expect people to stay professional and stay in a certain state of mindset. You know, again, living your best life. And you never know what's really going on with people. You never know what's really going on behind the veil with people. You never know what's really going on in here with people. And some of y'all are on autopilot. And maybe she was on autopilot. Uh, yeah, the goddess of this. <laughs> yeah, Casey White was six um, and nine. <laughs> nine inches. Six foot and nine inches tall. Nine inches tall. But you can do the math, okay? <laughs> but you can do the math. So, um, yeah, I can see her being a little enamored, maybe, and having some kind of fantasy going on. And again, you know, without creating a longer show, what's her shadow? Where was her brokenness in her love and relationship house? What had she witnessed? What was her parents' experience, and how did that reflect on how she sought love in the world? Maybe she was divorced. I don't know. Maybe she had been through a few relationships or two. I don't know, you know. And depending on where we are, no matter what your class, your status, your income, depending on where you are in your living your best life, depending on where you are in your house. Um, we, we find love where love finds us often. And we find love where we see love and seek love sometimes. Because sometimes we seek love. She clearly sought love in Casey. I question that love. The fact that they both had the last name of White is just coincidental. Um, they were not married or had no relationship beyond their introduction to each other in the prison house. But um, are you truly and indeed living your best life? Can you look yourself in the mirror? Can you look the God of your understanding in the face? Can you close your eyes and sit with the ancestors and say, I'm truly living my best life? Everything I put in my ears, everything I allow in my ears, everything I allow in my eyes, everything I allow to 
circulate and settle into my consciousness? Am I indeed being the best steward of my life? How does one live their best life if they're not the best steward of that life? When we have children or take on God's children or adopt children, we take on the responsibility of ensuring that those young people are living their best life. Doesn't mean we're always rich. Doesn't mean we always have the biggest house. Doesn't mean we always have the, you know, the biggest families. But how do we gauge giving them their best life? Often things that aren't measured, DP, often things that aren't physical, that aren't material. So that certainly helps. Paying the mortgage helps. Being able to buy a toy every now and then helps. But certainly love. Feeding them healthy food. Making sure they're in a healthy environment. Making sure they don't harm themselves. So in thinking, I'm living my best life, are we giving ourselves the best food? Making sure we aren't harming ourselves. Making sure we aren't putting ourselves in position to be harmed. To be exposed to harm. Much as we care for the young child, are you living your best life? Really? Really? Are you in worry? Are you in fear? Are you in anxiety? Are you living your best life? Are you living up to your capabilities, your inherent and innate skills and abilities? Are you indeed living your best life? People often seek ATR, traditional African-based religious systems, Ifa, Santeria, Lukumi, Palo, Voodoo, Kandable, Root Work, Kanja, and separate from ATR, separate from ATR, the psychic reader, the fortune teller, you know, the feel-good seller, seeking an instantaneous answer to living their best life. I'm amazed often at the request and the urgency of the request until it comes time to do the homework. Until it comes time to do the homework. And how often it is expected that I or any practitioner or minister or healer or doctor or therapist can do the work for you and create healing that's lasting, result-oriented, whole. It, it's shocking to me. It's shocking to me. It's urgent from the from the first fifteen back to back to back to back phone calls. It's urgent in the voicemail. It's urgent in the email responses. It's urgent when I say, you know, beloved. We need an appointment in the consultation to talk about it. It's urgent when we go into the to the divination, into the reading. It's urgent until it's time to do the homework. The homework. Not the ritual, the ceremony. Not my part 
your part. Oh, wait a minute. I ain't, I ain't got time. Suddenly, it's not urgent anymore. Whew, I can't remember. Suddenly, it's not urgent anymore. And often the requests take years to create. Often the issues in the marriage took years to create. The issues in the relationship took years to create. Getting to a particular age or place in our journey where we're ready for initiation, truly ready to commit to to knowing who we are, often takes years in, in the making. And pop culture has convinced you all that it's wave a magic wand, that it's instant, that it's going to happen overnight, that it's going to happen in three days, and somehow Prince going to do it for you. For you. Prince is going to remotely fix you and your partner and your kids and their mental health issues and their financial issues in seven, eight days, and you ain't got to do nothing but wait for a follow-up? Are y'all serious? Really? Are y'all serious? Really? 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 I digress. (laughs) I digress. (laughs) Thank you, delicious apple love. Greetings, beloved. I I I went there for a moment, (laughs) didn't I? But it's, it's stuck in my craw. It's stuck in my craw, you know. You got a child, a partner, a love interest, you know, that, that, that's that got a, a drug addiction, for example. For example, hypothetically, for example, okay, and maybe they're turning tricks to pay for their habits. And just maybe they have mental health issues that are not being addressed, Um and maybe they're really young. Maybe they're really, really young. Uh, 19, 18. And so you go to the doctor. When I say doctor, I want you to hear voodoo priest. When I say therapist, I want you to hear psychic reader. When I say psychiatrist, I want you to hear fortune teller. <laughs> so when I go to the doctor, okay, to seek help, you know, I need answers right away by email. Oh, wait a minute. I need an appointment? You actually need to diagnose my loved one? Oh, okay. You, you, you mean you need to take labs? What? You, I can't call up the doctor? When I say doctor, you hear voodoo man. When I say therapist, I want you to hear psychic reader. Some of y'all following me. When I say psychologist, I, I want y'all to hear fortune teller. What? You mean when I call the doctor? No, when I email the doctor, he's not going to tell me what's wrong with my child and how to fix it in an email. But, boo, he don't know you from Adam. He ain't seen you or your daughter. He haven't diagnosed your daughter. He haven't done a lab on your daughter. The nurses ain't took no, no vitals. On your daughter And he's probably got a whole lot of patience Oh, oh okay So She makes an appointment with the doctor She makes an appointment with the therapist The psychiatrist And the psychologist 
okay? She claims she's, done, she's seen all of them, okay? Remember the coding now. Remember, she's seen the doctor, the therapist, the psychiatrist, the, the psychologist, and now it's my turn to fix it. And it should be fixed in without any effort, any work, without fulfilling a prescription, without adhering to the to the uh, to the you know the A B C D and E in terms of the therapeutic recovery process, and that's how y'all are coming at these wannabe witches. That's why there's so many. That's why there's so many in Instagram. That's why there's so many in TikTok. Friend, it's a fad. It's not real. It's not real. And when this trend is done, they will be moving on to the next. Moving on to the next. And if you have a resource left, you'll be seeking the doctor, therapist, psychiatrist, psychologist to finally address your issue authentically. I don't know what's happening. And and to be quite honest, I ain't got time to figure out what's happening. I don't think any of us do. All we have time to figure out is how to address it, how to repair it, how to fix it, how to go at it. I certainly appreciate your 30 minutes of time, effort, and energy. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I know it's taking some adjustments. You all are used to two-hour show, three-hour show. Just can't do that anymore. Just can't do that anymore. I appreciate you continuing to support me here at High Noon, U.S. Central Standard Time, for 30 minutes. I appreciate you joining me at midnight for 15 minutes of Meditation, guided meditation. I appreciate your joining me at 8 a.m. for my morning coffee, black coffee affirmation break, 9 a.m. And certainly, certainly there's more content and shows to come. But I just ask you to grow with me, evolve with me. Um, Those of you who are interested in in the two-hour, three-hour lecture, um, you all didn't support me in the Patreon. You all didn't support me in the Patreon. So that is now reserved for Arisha, Chef Bougie, the Goddess Initiative. Do I have any more um, of my spiritual family in the room? Yeah. That will be reserved for those who are a part of House of Divine Prince. Two hours, three hours instruction. That will be available to my uh, clients and my students who reserve appointments for services and consultations. That will be available to them. But I can't do, it's not happening. Not now. Perhaps. Perhaps when I'm on Fox Soul with my own show, I might go back to doing this thing. (laughs) Until next time, all is truly and indeed a blessing. If you can just see beyond the veils, open that third eye and see beyond these veils. For it is all just an illusion. 
and a cat in one of the greatest divine mysteries of this life cycle. Ashe, Ashe, yo, Ashe. I'll see you at midnight, beloved. Greetings and salutations, one and all. I'll see you at midnight. Girl, no, you didn't say McDonald's is offering terror. <laughs> terror? <laughs> Girl, no, you didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> yes, indeed. She said McDonald's is offering terror reasons. Uh, Burger King and 7-Eleven. Have it your way in 24 hours, honey. I wonder if it's too late for me to type that in. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. Thank you kindly. I certainly appreciate your consistent support, consistent support and love for the show. Until next time, all is a blessing. Congo Square. The Omus Indians. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated, the almost Indians prepared this place for us. Centuries before our arrival, Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated, and as the colonizers came, our host, the Omus Indians. They pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Le Place de Congo, we Somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment. But nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, Thusly, we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double 
cross and capitalism the ultimate triple coup de gras cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo! Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate. A world harrowed by the beat. Be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums. Heart beat. Heart beat. Heart beat at this place. At this place. Be heart beat. Be we beating place in new world space. Beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace. Our dance is the God walk. Our music, the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end. Connected together and singing, ringing. Singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be banza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate, whip out of us. But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, Deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun day. A feel. A feel. Without shade, but dark. Dark with the 
people black of us in various, various, various shades, eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to be, to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be, beat Congo Square, be Congo Square. Remember. Remember. 